ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ನಾರಸಿಂಹಾಯ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ನಾರಸಿಂಹಾಯ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ನಾರಸಿಂಹಾಯ ನಮಸ್ತೇಜಸ್ತೇಜಸ್ಯಾಂಶಾಯಾಂಧಾಯಂಧಾಯೂಯಿಷ್ಟೋಂ ಬಾಗೀಷಾಯಸ್ಯವದನೈಲಕ್ಷ್ಮೇಯಸ್ಯಚಕ್ಷಸಿಯಸ್ತೇಹೃದಯೇ ಶ್ರೀನೃಸಿಂಹಜಾಯೃಸಿಂಹಜಾಯೃಸಿಂಹಲ್ಲಾಶಾಯಪದ್ಮಿಂಗ್ರಾಮೀರಂ The story of Nrsimhadev's appearance in this world is well known or at least it used to be well known in India but times are changing and people nowadays are more likely to know about the activities of film stars and cricket players than of the supreme personality of Godhead Shri Shri Nrsimhadev is the supreme personality of Godhead He is the supreme truth there is no truth higher than him he the supreme personality of godhead is bhaktavatsala he is very kind by nature and he is particularly affectionate to his devotees dvo bhuto sarge loke smin daiva asura evacha in this world there are two kinds of persons one is godly called deva and the and the other is demonic or called asura these two types of people are always in the world vishnu vishnu bhaktismito daiva asuras tad viparyaya the devas or the godly people they are the means by definition they are devotees of vishnu and the asuras they are just the opposite as much as the devotees of krishna they take pleasure in hearing his name form qualities and pastimes the demons feel great displeasure in hearing about vishnu now generally uh demons are born in the family of demons and devotees are born in the family of devotees but one of hiranyakashipu who is the great demon one of his sons was a great devotee Hiranyakashipu was a very severe demon. Nowadays we find some people with the same mood here in Tamil Nadu it's not difficult to think of at least one person with, with the same same mood as Hiranyakashipu and although he has some power not nearly as much as that as Hiranyakashipu had Hiranyakashipu was so powerful that we can we can't even imagine it in the modern age. He was uh, politically powerful, 
physically powerful. Some people are physically powerful but stupid and they have no uh, political power. We see in the modern age it's quite popular that advertising men to build up bodies looking like a buffalo. But generally people... But generally men with these big strong bodies, they have brains approximately of the same capacity of that of a buffalo. Or we find people with political strength, but not physical bodily strength. If we think of the many leading politicians in the world today, they, they have, they're not big, strong, kshatriya. Previously in India, the leader meant kshatriya. They had to be able to physically fight. Hiranyakashipu was both immensely physically powerful and by his physical yeah he was both he was physically powerful and by his physical strengths combined with his political acumen and his uh, thirsty ambition for power he was able to conquer the whole universe that we cannot imagine in the present time. If someone is the leader of India, which is has approximately one-sixth of all the people in the world residing in India, we think such a person is a very powerful person. But Hiranyakashipu, he conquered the whole universe. From the beginning, he had a plan. He, uh, he, in the beginning, he didn't have any uh, political domination, but he planned to do so. He had tremendous uh, determination, willpower, concentration. Often students ask us how we can get concentration, how they can get concentration. But powerful concentration is not the most important quality. Powerful concentration and bad character are a bad combination. So uh, Hiranyakashipu, by his, with powerful concentration and firm determination, took up severe austerity, by doing which he was able to uh, influence the atmosphere of the whole universe. So much so that Brahma, the creator of the universe, felt impelled to uh, go to Hiranyakashipu. Generally people go to demigods to ask for benedictions. But in this case, uh, Hiranyakashipu, by his severe austerities, he uh, practically impelled Brahma to come to him. Brahma wanted to stop the uh, disturbance caused by Hiranyakashipu's austerity. So he offered Hiranyakashipu some benediction. Hiranyakashipu, by his austerity over many thousands of years, all the flesh in his body had been eaten away by ants. But Hiranyakashipu, by his yogic power, was able to remain alive just in his skeleton. So Brahma, on seeing him, uh, Brahma, actually Hiranyakashipu was just the grandson of Brahma because Hiranyakashipu was the son of Kashyapa who was a mental son of Brahma. So Brahma felt some uh, affection toward him, 
filial affection, fatherly, paternal, sorry, paternal affection, Grand, grandfatherly affection. <coughs> Hiranyakashi, seeing Hiranyakashipu in that condition, Brahma poured a little water from his kamandalu over the head of Hiranyakashipu, by which Hiranyakashipu redeveloped a, a body over his skeleton. And that body was extremely powerful. So to induce Hiranyakashipu to stop his terrible austerities that were upsetting the cosmic balance, Brahma, Brahma offered him some benedictions. Hiranyakashipu asked for the benediction of being eternal. Actually, everyone is eternal. But the body that we inhabit must die. So Hiranyakashipu wanted a physical body that would last eternally. Now, Brahma, he is able to give practically any kind of benediction to anyone. But he refused Hiranyakashipu's request for his body, for Hiranyakashipu's body to be eternal. Brahma said, I, I don't have the power to offer you that benediction, that I myself am not eternal in this body, and I cannot give that benediction to you. It, it is impossible. The physical body will not last forever. Now, uh, Hiranyakashipu is very cunning, so he attempted to uh, ensure his uh, e eternality in another way. Hiranyakashipu sought and was awarded a series of benedictions by which he thought he would become eternal. He asked Brahma that, uh, give me the benediction that I will not be killed by any man, animal or demigod. Tathastu, Brahma uh, agreed to his request. And Hiranyakashipu asked that he could not be killed or not die in on the land, in the air or in the water. Hiranyakashipu asked that he could not die or could not be killed either in the day or the night. He asked that he could not be killed either inside or outside. So in this way he got a series of benedictions by, by which he thought he had become eternal. And with the tremendous strength that he had acquired from the uh, body that awarded him by Brahma and by his own austerities, he started to terrorize the universe. He went to attack the demigods. Indra has his famous thunderbolt, Vajra. His Vajra was completely ineffectual against Hiranyakashipu. Hiranyakashipu just laughed at the Vajra of Indra. So in this way, with his seemingly unlimited strength, Hiranyakashipu very easily brought the whole universe under his subjugation uh, and took over the heavenly planets and started to enjoy sense gratification with, to a great extent. Tell us, man. So, uh, while Hiranyakashipu had been away performing austerities, his wife Kayadhu was already pregnant. And the demigods, they wanted to kidnap Kayadhu because they thought, this man is such a demon. Hiranyakashipu is such a demon. We don't want any more like him. So they had a plan to abort the fetus of, 
But Narad Muni forbade the demigods from doing so. He told them that even though this child is the child of the greatest demon, uh, this child who will be born will be a great devotee. So while uh, Kayadhu was pregnant and uh, Hiranyakashipu was away from home, Narada Muni instructed the child within the womb. That child was born and named Prahalad. From his very birth, actually from before his birth, he was a great devotee of Vishnu. Now Hiranyakashipu, he had gone to great trouble so that he could get the power to completely enjoy the world by means of sense gratification. So Hiranyakashipu enjoyed the sense gratification of wine and women and controlling others. And Hiranyakashipu wanted that his son would share, would grow up and share the joys of his father. But Prahlad, be, yeah. but Prahlad being a great devotee had no interest in sense gratification. <coughs> Devotees of Vishnu are not interested in sense gratification. Hiranyakashipu uh, sent the young boy Prahlad to school so that Prahlad could learn to be a good demon. How to cheat others. You had to learn the political art of how to cheat others how to control others, how to exploit others, how to speak very nicely to others while arranging for them to be executed, assassinated. Yeah. While arranging for them to be assassinated. But Prahlad had no interest in these subjects. And during the recess time at school, he would teach his schoolmates about Vishnu Bhakti. So after some time, after, after Prahlad had been at school for some time, Hiranyakashipu called his son, Prahlad, and just like an affectionate father, he asked Prahlad, so tell me, what is the best thing that you have learned at school? Prahlad's answer stunned Hiranyakashipu, shocked him. Shravanam kirtanam vishno, smaranam padasevanam, archanam vandanam dasyam, Sakyam Atmanivedanam Itipung Sarpita Vishnu's Bhaktis Chainavalakshana. He said that hearing about Vishnu, chanting about Vishnu, remembering Vishnu, serving the lotus feet of Vishnu, worshipping the deity of Vishnu, praying to Vishnu, identifying oneself as the servant of Vishnu, uh, establishing friendship with Vishnu and fully surrendering to Vishnu, these nine forms of devotion, bhakti to Vishnu, uh, these are the best forms of education. Now, uh, Hiranyakashipu's younger brother, Hiranyaksha, had already been killed by uh, Varahade, Vishnu in the form of Varaha. So the daityas, the demons, they're anyway naturally inimical to Vishnu. But, but Hiranyakashipu, over and above that, Hiranyakashipu uh, considered Vishnu a family enemy, a personal enemy. So when Hiranyakashipu heard this from Prahlad, he was aghast. He just couldn't believe what he had heard. How could Prahlad possibly be saying this? 
in all his palace, Hiranyakashipu only had people who never spoke about Vishnu, or maybe they didn't want to hear about Vishnu. It's just painful for them to hear about the killer of Hiranya, our king Hiranyakashipu's younger brother. And if at all anyone was to mention the name of Vishnu, it was expected to be with the greatest hatred. But Hiranyakashipu, although extremely angry to hear this, was not angry at Prahlad. He thought that Prahlad's just an innocent boy. Someone must have corrupted him. How is it possible some spies from the enemy camp have entered my palace and corrupted my boy? Hiranyakashipu couldn't believe that uh, despite his unlimited might and his cruel persecution of the demigods, that they would dare to and be able to send someone to uh, pollute, as he saw it, his young son. So uh, Hiranyakashipu called the teachers and said, What have you been teaching my boy? They said, We didn't teach it, we didn't teach it. They were very afraid. They assured Hiranyakashipu that they were innocent of the crime of teaching the children about Vishnu. So Hiranyakashipu had been uh, thinking that he was on top of everything, nothing could disturb his material happiness had now become very disturbed in mind. He couldn't have imagined that anything as bad as this would happen to upset all his carefully laid out plans for sense gratification. But anyway, he uh, hoped for the best, as demons always do. Durashaya. This is a Prahlad Maharaj called that uh, useless hope, hope against hope. So, after some time, uh, Hiranyakashipu again called Prahlad to see if he had been straightened out from his contamination of Vishnu Bhakti. And again, Prahlad spoke words of Bhakti, Vishnu Bhakti, to Hiranyakashipu. And he uh, told Hiranyakashipu, You're simply a fool. You think that you're. There have been many foolish people like you previously who think that they're in control of everything. But the actual fact is that Vishnu is in control of everything. People are sitting at the back. There are plenty of seats here. There are more seats which can be spread out. If they're, they're sitting on the grass, they can come and sit in the chairs. There are plenty of empty chairs here. They can come and They just come in, they can find them. So uh, hearing these words, Hiranyakashipu became extremely angry at Prahlad. And he wanted to teach Prahlad a lesson said, you think you know better than me? You think that this Vishnu is more powerful than me? I am the most powerful. Where is Vishnu? He's just hiding from me. But being unable to uh, uh, intimidate Prahlad, Hiranyakashipu decided to kill him. But Hiranyakashipu, who had killed millions of people, found that he was not able to kill this little boy. Hiranyakashipu tried in so many ways to kill Prahlad. He gave him poison food to eat. Prahlad, Prahlad offered it to Vishnu and there was no harm to him. Hiranyakashipu had Prahlad thrown off a high cliff but Prahlad came to no harm. 
Prahlad was thrown into a pit of poisonous snakes, but they did not harm him. A mad elephant was set on Prahlad, but he he just he didn't trample Prahlad. So by various rakshasas were set upon him to stab him and pierce him with sharp weapons. But Prahlad remained completely undisturbed and he wasn't harmed in the slightest. So Hiranyakashipu became extremely angry and extremely disturbed. Everyone in the universe was extremely afraid of him. But this little five-year-old boy uh, didn't care for Hiranyakashipu at all. Everyone came down and bowed before Hiranyakashipu and said, You are so great. And Prahlad would just come before him and say, You're just a great fool. Why don't you worship Vishnu? So Hiranyakashipu, for all his attempts at happiness, now found himself uh, frustrated and defeated by this little boy. And at one point Hiranyakashipu, in great frustration, asked Prahlad, Then, where is your Vishnu? You're always talking about Vishnu. Where is he? And Prahlad said, he's everywhere. That's the very meaning of Vishnu, one who is everywhere. So just in front of Hiranyakashipu was one pillar of the palace. And in wild anger, he asked Prahlad, is he in this pillar? Prahlad said, yes. So in, in rage, Hiranyakashipu struck that pillar with his fist. And the pillar... Uh, fractured. So you might have thought that, well, that was a very, you have to be pretty strong to fracture a pillar with it by a punch. But out of that pillar emerged an uh, adbhuta, an, um, an amazing form, giant form, in which the uh, body was like that of a man, but the face was that of a lion. And the uh, Instead of a man's hands, there was like the, the, like the uh, claws of a lion, roaring fiercely and looking extremely angry. This was Vishnu, in the form of Narasimha. Prahlad had said that Vishnu is within the pillar. To uphold the words of his devotee, Vishnu appeared from that pillar. And also, Vishnu had been watching this uh, behavior of Hiranyakashipu toward Prahlad. Now he wanted to punish Hiranyakashipu. So there was a great fight between Nrishimha and Hiranyakashipu. Actually, Nrishimha could have killed Hiranyakashipu immediately. He didn't even need to appear to kill Hiranyakashipu. Just by wishing it, he could have killed him. But that is one of the pastimes of the Supreme Lord. Sometimes he likes to fight. But he doesn't fight with any little petty person. Hiranyakashipu was extremely powerful. But still his power was nothing in comparison to that of Vishnu. So there was some fight for some time. But eventually Nrishimha grabbed Hiranyakashipu. And and Rishimha sat down in the veranda of Hiranyakashipu's palace. And placing Hiranyakashipu on his lap, Rishimha, with his claws, ripped Hiranyakashipu's body to pieces. There was blood spattered everywhere. That Supreme Lord, who is the very beautiful and very sweet Krishna, 
now looked beautiful in a different way, with the blood of Hiranyakashipu spattered all over his body. Vishnu is garlanded with the Vijayanti Mala, but in this form he took the intestines of Hiranyakashipu and thought, this is a very nice garland for me. So this is the Ugra Rupa. There's Krishna is the uh, Madhurya Rupa, the form of sweet of sweetness. And Rishimha in this Leela is the form of uh, terribleness. Sometimes they make movies, horror stories, horror movies. So the most horrible for the demons is Vishnu in the form of Narasimha. But for the devotees, they think this is very nice. Krishna is very nice with his flute and Nrsimha is very nice with blood spattered all over him. In both cases, they show their... Both, in both these forms of the Supreme Lord, they show their bhaktavatsalya, their affection toward their devotees. Krishna plays his flute to call his gopis and charm the minds of all his devotees. And Rishimha rips to pieces Hiranyakashipu to protect his devotee, Prahlad. Now Nrsimha thought he could never die. Brahma had given him various benedictions. And Vishnu did not have to honor Brahma's benedictions because Vishnu is more powerful than Brahma. But uh, to uphold Brahma's benedictions, Vishnu killed Hiranyakashipu uh, in a manner that none of, none of his benedictions were violated. Hiranyakashipu had desired that he would not be killed by any man, animal or demigod. So, uh, of course, Vishnu is not a man, an animal or a demigod. He's above all these categories. But he assumed a form, Keshava Dhritta Narahari Rupa, in which uh, he could neither, even the demons who don't believe in the supremacy of Vishnu, they could not say that he's clearly a man, an animal, or a demigod. If you look at his face, you'll say he's a lion. If you look at his torso, you'll say he's a human. Practically, you can't say he's a man or an animal, he's neither. And uh, Hiranyakashipu was not killed in the land, the sky, uh, or in the water, but on the lap of Nrsimhadev. Hiranyakashipu was not killed in the day or the night, but in the twilight, which can neither be said to be day or night. Hiranyakashipu was killed neither inside nor outside, but in the, uh, on the veranda, which is neither really inside nor is it really outside. So in this way, the demons, they think that they have outsmarted the Supreme Lord. But he's always more intelligent than them. And he's always more powerful than them. So after hearing this, we should decide, do we want to be like Hiranyakashipu or like Prahlad? In the modern age, the propaganda is, be, is to be like Hiranyakashipu. Enjoy the senses. This is the, pro, this is the propaganda. There's no God. If there's God, beat him with shoes. This is the propaganda. You don't have to worry about God. By science, we will overcome God. This is the propaganda. But for all the propaganda, Bhagavan is still supreme. And Prahlad, he didn't care for all the opulence of his father. He was simply content 
to always hear about, chant about, and remember his beloved Lord Vishnu. So we have to decide which camp we want to be in. If we think, well, I'll be a little bit like Hiranyakashipu and a little bit like Pallad, it doesn't work. Of course, in the modern age, the demons, they make propaganda that there is no God. And they make propaganda that all the avatars of Vishnu, this is just, they say it, it never existed, it's just stories. Well, that's similar to what Hiranyakashipu said. He said, there's no Vishnu, or if there is Vishnu, he's become impotent. So by pretending that Vishnu doesn't exist, that Vishnu. doesn't mean that he actually doesn't exist, he always exists. Hiranyakashipu is dead, good riddance. And all the demons will die one by one. And Krishna will go on existing as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Anyone who is actually intelligent must accept Lord Vishnu as Supreme. And in this age, the way to worship Vishnu is by chanting his holy names. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. This is the Maha Mantra. By this Maha Mantra, the original Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna, is worshipped along with Rama, Nrsimha and all the avatars. We may also worship the other avatars. Particularly, we worship Nrsimhadev by chanting a particular mantra. Namaste Narasimhaya. I offer my respect, I bow down before the Supreme Lord who has appeared as a half-man, half-lion. Prahlada hlada dayane. Unto he who is the giver of pleasure to Prahlad. Prahlad means joyful. By giving in that name, Hiranyakashipu thought that Prahlad would be a great enjoyer of sense gratification. But Prahlad took, his pleasure was the actual source of all pleasure, which is Vishnu. So this Narasimha Bhagavan, this form of Vishnu, he pierced the chest of Hiranyakashipu, which was hard like stone. How can you break stone? You need to get a chisel. So Hiranyakashipu's chest was pierced by the nails of Nrsimha, which were like chisels. Where is Nrsimha? Hiranyakashipu asked, Where is Nrsimha? Where, where is Vishnu? Where is Vishnu? He is here. He is there. Wherever I go, he is there. He is outside. He is inside. He's within our heart. To that Narasim, to that Nrsimha, uh, the original personality of God, the original, uh, the origin of everything, we fully surrender. So this is the mantra for worshipping Nrsimha. You can also chant this along with the Hare Krishna mantra. Namaste Narasimhaya Prahlada Hlada Dayane Hiranyakashipur Vakshashila Tankanakhalaye Itonushimhaf Paratonushimho Yato Yato Yami Tato Nushimha Vahir Nushimho Hridaye Nushimha Nushingham Adim Sharanam Prabhade Okay, we'll finish there. Jai Shri Narasimha Swami Ki Jai Bhakti Vigna Vinashana Bhagavan Narasimha Deva Ki Jai 
भक्तरक्षक श्री नरसिंह स्वामी की जय श्री प्रसाद महाराज की जय श्रील प्रभुपाद की जय दिस नरेशन ऑफ नरसिंह देव appears in the seventh canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. The uh, narrations of all the avatars, all the famous devotees in history, in ancient in, in times, they are described in Srimad Bhagavatam. Srimad Bhagavatam is by far the most important book in the whole universe. It describes who is Bhagavan in great detail. There's nothing more important to be known and nothing more pleasing to be known. That Srimad Bhagavatam is now available, full 18,000 verses, translated from Sanskrit into Tamil and with a complete translation and explanation of every verse. This is the first canto and there are 12 cantos. It's complete in 18 volumes. So that's available on the bookstall and... If you want to resist the demonic the propaganda of all the hiranyakashipus of the modern age you'd better take a shrimad bhagavatam please collect your shrimad bhagavatam from the book table any question take your full set very good so one set of shrimad bhagavatam is going to what's your name dishing to Jai Shankar who's come from Madurai to join this festival several devotees have come from Madurai to join this festival how many six devotees have come they like they like the festivals here in Iskon Salem so much that they come all the way here now they're going back with a great treasure oh i brought my own pen anyway you are also from Salem Yeah. You taking a whole set? Yes. Sir. Very good. Other Bhaskar or Oh, this is very nice. This is the best way to glorify Narasimha Dev. I can talk a little. That is very nice. We shall hear about Narasimha Dev. But if you take the whole set of Bhagavatam, you can read in great detail about all the leelas of Narasimha and of, and of Krishna, Rama, Kurma, Varaha all is it's the same in Tamil but it's nice to hear again what's the tamil translation of krishna krishna kanan maybe they say krishna rama govinda gopinath madhusudan narayan gopala vishnu there's so many sweet names of vishnu i thought you're going to translate them <laughs> Today we are remembering Krishna in his fiercely sweet form as Narasimha Dev. So we remember him every day by reciting Shrimad Bhagavatam. So if anyone like to take more Shrimad Bhagavatam please take it otherwise you can all take Narasimha Prasada. That's another feature of his Bhaktavatsalya. He gives us nice prasadam. So please take it and be happy. Jai Shri Narasimha Deva ki jai. Jai Shri Prahlad Maharaj ki jai. Shri Prabhupada ki jai. 
Hiranyakashipoki. You shouldn't say jai. See, I caught you. Oh, I think you all need to read Srimad Bhagavatam. You have to learn who to say jai for. Don't say, if you say Hiranyakashipu ki jai, you definitely need to read Srimad Bhagavatam. All right, that's all right. Better, they can take it from there. If you promote the small books, they'll take small books. Better promote the big books. That's my opinion. Hare Krishna.